Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Sooner Nation? This is your brand new host, number 28, but number one. Wait, number 28 on the <laughs> field, but number one in your heart. This is the podcast on the prairie. I'm here with Jaron Canick, weight room Willie, and it used to be all star, all American Jeremiah Hall. And now the best finance. Are you like an uh, advisor? You know, like the best finance guy. Ever. Best finance guy. My official Jay title Hall. is a financial advisor. Finance, hey, best hey. financial advisor. Okay. Now we're in. No, you you got it. You forgot the the podcast on the prairie part is last. You got to be like, and this is the podcast on the prairie. All right, you want me to do hey, another we'll work take? on it? What'd you say? You want me to do another take? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, All as right. a matter of fact, wait. No, Danny, you, Jaron, I want you to try. <clears throat> All right, buckle up. All right. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Sooner Nation? We are back in the flesh here with Weight Room Willie, number nine still on the field, number 28 on the field, number two in your heart, and the best financial advisor in the nation, Jeremiah Hall. And I'm your host, Jaron Canick, number seven on the field. And this is the podcast on the prairie. Danny, you got some competition. All right, but what just actually popped into my mind? So in like four years, when like we're like two, three years, whenever me and Jaron are both done playing, is the podcast gonna be like six little squares on a Zoom? I don't <laughs> know, bro. I've been thinking about that for a while. Like, are we just gonna have two other dudes at that running? point? At that point, y'all are gonna like take over it, and we'll Honestly. just be popping in, and yeah. then. Like at that point, y'all will be taking the younger guys into it and we'll be like just kind of out of it. Because no, I'm not yeah. going to be sitting on here with six different people. That's going to be yeah, too no. much. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been honestly, bro, people asked us last year what we were going to do this year and I had no clue. So one thing at a time. Okay, we got this year done. So next year, I don't know. Hey, by the way, this is... And this is the podcast on the prairie. This is officially episode two. We've already started. I just wanted to see what you guys would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is live. We're going to just keep on going. Hey, just keep it rolling. Yeah, bro. I wanted the fans to be able to see what y'all, because I feel like if I say start, you guys get a little bit nervous. So if we just go ahead and start. Sooner fans, take a vote. In the comments, let yeah, us know who yeah. did it better. In the bro, comments, who did right, the better fair. job? That's not fair. Bro, <laughs> better, just, nah, hey, no take backsies, Danny. Dude, I, I laid the path, bro, and no he stepped on my stones. Hey, like, that's well, maybe, what happened. Maybe, maybe Jaron is just a quicker learner. Mm, all right. <laughs> yeah, he, he's been in a couple defensive beatings. He can he can argue against that. So yeah. 
Killer K. I think what you what you think about that? Killer K. Killer K. I like the mechanic. The mechanic. <laughs> Killer K. K squared. Killer K. <laughs> hey, hey, nah, Braden will tell you, bro. Whenever I come up with like clever stuff, I'll wait until something big happens during the game, and then the tweet will already be ready. Like I'll put it in the drafts. How do you think I came up with yeah, weight room Willie? You think weight room? Yeah, Willie that was one going? took off. Yeah, yeah, I that came up off. with that, and then as soon as he did something, tweeted it. I was like, oh yeah, that's easy money. It easy. took off. That's literally how it happened. It's crazy. Mm. Hey, so starting off the pod, praise report, personal lives. Um, oh yeah, B Willie's got the gear on. Hey, what's something positive going on? Come on, talk to me. Um, well, uh, yesterday we had a little player party for the Niners. That was pretty yeah. cool because, like, I was telling my girlfriend, you know, if they told us about this before a camp was over, right? So we got the notification. But I told her, well, yeah, you're only going to the player party if you make the team. So if I'm good, <laughs> that ain't no player party. Yeah. So. Uh, thankfully, I was able to experience that. But yeah, it was cool. I was at my coach's house. We had two chains perform, and it was really cool. So wait, yeah, wait, you had who perform? Yeah, two chains in my coach's backyard. It was kind of crazy, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. he just yeah. caught a two chains and was like, I guess so. I, I don't know, but he was on a whole little stage, and yeah, he was performing, and everybody was in there rocking and vibing, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. So that's my praise report. Yep. Nice little party. <laughs> Everybody's like, okay. 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 Like, yeah. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. Jaron, Danny. This beautiful, beautiful afternoon here in Norman, Oklahoma. Obviously, yeah. Sooners, uh, Sooners pulled off a, a nail biter yesterday. So <laughs> very excited cool. about that. Excited, excited about what we saw on tape, you know, how we flew around. So, you know, that's that's my praise report, praise, praising on the, the Sooners, man. Okay. Oh, actually, do you have anything interesting going on? Oh, thank you for asking, Danny. Thank you. Actually, I do. So, do we all remember Patrick Fields? Mm, yes. Yes. Gone OG. but not forgotten. The OG. Yes, sir. He proposed to his girl yesterday after you guys' game. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So that's my old roommate. So congratulations to them. Yeah. So he um, came down to the lake. We were down at Lake Murray. We watched the game there and um, went back and forth between y'all and some other games. But during that evening at sunset, I picked up uh, Jay Kelly came down after the game. So he came down, hung out. So um, we got a little golf cart down there on the lake, right? So I get Kirsten, that's his fiance's name. I get Kirsten and Pat in the back of the golf court, cart, right? And then uh, we drive off. While we're driving off to go pick up JK, I got all my friends and um, their family helping set up the, the boat and everything, the houseboat. So I go and pick up JK, and then I start making excuses about why we need to keep on riding around the lake. Um, I, I told him, I think there's a volleyball volleyball game going on so i'm acting like there's a volleyball court which there's not and i'm like i can't find it so then uh that kills about five seven minutes and then we go off into another part we're watching the sunset 
I play Golden Hour by Drake. I mean, not Drake, Jake, J-V-K-E, you know, that song. And so uh, we start Snapchatting it up. They're like, this is so cool. And so I, I, then I just go around the lake and long story short, I kill 15, 20 minutes. We get back. They're still not done. So at the top of the house, both are up there getting ready. Pat's down there playing stupid at the bottom. And um, long story short, we get them both upstairs. There's balloons and flowers set out and everything. Pat pops the question. I'm back there recording. And uh, it was a pretty successful day. She said yes. <laughs> so I love it. Pat. Yeah, man. I'm a romantic. Mm-hmm. That you are, my friend. That you yeah, are, bro. I mean, I may not be able to get it right myself. You see, I haven't talked about that girl <laughs> that I mentioned last year. Not one time since then, but <laughs> I can do it right for other people. <laughs> like like my like my mom says, she's the one that missed out. Like, come on now. Hey, oh, really hey. Catch, really catch. Speaking of, I know I'm going on a tangent right here, right? But um during your pro day, bro, your family was talking about me hooking up with i think one of your cousins or something but i couldn't get her name you remember that adrian yeah she's in uh north carolina right now she's in charlotte i want to say yeah 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 where i'm from and so they were talking to me about it and this is before i was uh with edward jones and i was like you know what y'all i know she sounds great and everything but she sounds financially secure she sounds smart and it sounds like she don't play no games and i'm pretty sure she don't want a guy with no job so this was this was back then (laughs) So uh, now I can probably say, you know, I'm getting myself together a little bit. Okay, okay. Go ahead and take a little shot, because if you're listening to this, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Holler at me. (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay. And, um, oh, real quick. Real quick. I know I said I was done. I didn't say this on the last podcast, but for those of y'all that were asking, I passed my Series 7. So for all my finance people out there, um... Shout out to that to tell y'all boys that's uh, one of the hardest exams to take in the financial industry. So I passed that. And uh, yeah, yeah. So anyways, enough about me. Moving on straight to the game. So it's 11 o'clock kickoff first. How do y'all feel about 11 o'clock games? Danny, Jaren? Um, You know, honestly, I prefer a 2.30, like 11 a.m. The wake up's kind of tough. You know, you get out like the mediums at night and then you're going straight to bed. And it's like, if you don't go to bed right away, then you're going to be tired. Like I was, I was, I tried to go to bed at nine o'clock, but like curfew was nine thirty, So like a coach was banging on my door and then waking you up and stuff. But you know, wake up at six o'clock and like you get the pregame meal is honestly the tough, like the probably the hardest part. Cause like you have to eat and it's like, bro, they're serving like steak and like they have breakfast options, but like, like I got to eat a steak at 6am. I mean, honestly, I don't <laughs> mind it, but like you guys know what I'm talking about. And then Boy, they have, like, and stuff like that. Remember the spaghetti and like mm-hmm. mashed potato. Like they would have like oh, some breakfast. Oh, yeah, that like is the right. Stuff that, like for okay, so for our fans that don't know, like when you go and play, there's certain stuff that every team has universal because it's better for you in terms of like carbs giving you energy and stuff like that. So typically, even at the NFL level, we still have spaghetti with the meat sauce and. You know, the marinara and the mashed potatoes and all that stuff like we used to have in college and the steak and everything. So uh, just for people don't know that, that's why he's saying steak at 6 a.m. Because they will have, you know, spaghetti, steak, mashed potatoes and all that stuff and some breakfast options, options too. So, but yeah, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, but uh, honestly, game day goes quick. You know, I do enjoy the new Walk of Champions. It's kind of like they took, you know, Lincoln Riley's and then last year's 
and put them together. So it's a little bit longer I now. Heard about more, that. Yeah, more interactive with the stands. Cool. It was really cool. Some of the big guys were drenched in sweat, though. That's a little hype. Wait, long, long walk, huh? Long walk. I, I missed sure. miss that. Where Where is it start now? So we start like, you know, kind of like in front of the Switzer Center where we would do it with like Link and walk yes. all the way down and then take like a left at the road, Jenkins. You walk down Lindsay, take a left on Jenkins, and then you go down to gate 12 and then walk yeah. in the stadium from there. Yeah. That's what so y'all did? Lit. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, further. Oh, so you just took the longer way. Yeah, it's like boom. Oh. Instead of just getting dropped off right here and then going straight down. Oh, uh, so where so. does the bus go? Does the bus go like the longer way and come back around? We go like the regular way. And we just take a left on Lindsay, and then just like drop off where Link would drop us off, and we just turn back around and then walk through there. Cool. Mm, okay, that makes, that makes sense. It's pretty cool because then they have all, all the right. t- people tailgating, like on the left side, stadium on the right. It was, it's, it's pretty dope. Okay, yeah. I gotta come to one so I can see it. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I saw the uh, the diagram of it, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Like I said, it is a long walk, but I mean, if you got the right amount of people there, especially for like bigger games, that's gonna be mm-hmm. real fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm excited for that first like that first night game we have with the walk. It's gonna be dope. But yeah, uh, then you know, sure. you know how 11 a.m. go. Like it's a, it's like a quicker feeling. Like you get you're done at like four o'clock, and you're like, yeah. what? But, that was the uh, one thing I still one one thing I did love about the 11 a.m. kickoffs is that I could be done, still see my family that flew in from across the country, still be able to have time with them, watch some other games, do whatever. So it doesn't feel like the whole day is lost, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely. What'd you think, yeah. Jaron? You know, pretty much piggybacking off what he said, it's it's a little quicker in the morning. You know what I mean? Kind of kind of hard to get going, especially if if you uh, you know had trouble sleeping, you're a little a little nervous, anxious going to bed, but. You know, I, I like I like it on the back end, being able to hang out with the family, get a, get a little more time with them at the end, you know, go out to dinner and go out and get a bite to eat with them. But kind of tying it into the walk of champions, I feel like a little earlier in the morning around like I think we did it like 8 a.m. the other day, yeah. yesterday. I feel like the, the energy is a little lower in the, in the walk of champions. I feel like that yeah. first night, that night game, when, when it's a little later, you know, people people have woken up a little bit and gotten juiced up. It'll be more let's let's be real. The, the people are the people are buzzing on the night games. You know, it's eight a.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tough for them to be tailgating that early. I was getting ready to say, and the numbers are typically less when we have the morning games. You know, at the walk of champions, like it's less people out there. Night games, everybody, you know, what I'm saying like they'd have had all day to get out there. Like you said, tailgate, they buzz that like. That's when it starts to get fun. It's a different energy for sure. No doubt. Hmm. But uh, actually, as a matter of fact, uh, Jared, you actually made your first career start for, as a Sooner. Mm. So how would you talk us through how that how that was, you know, going out there, playing those Red Wolves, first game starting? Mm. Man, you know, obviously growing up, that's, that's something you dream of, especially at a place like this. And, you know, the, the, the weight that that carries, it's it's an honor to, to be in the, the position to do that, you know. I'm just I'm just so blessed with with the opportunity to, to you know be able to do something like that and I, I was really excited a little, little anxious a little nervous but you know at the end of the day I was I was just super happy and super super grateful for for the opportunity that I've been blessed with you know what I mean. Mm. Hey, let's talk about that for a second though. I do want to ask y'all. So do all of y'all get nervous before games? Like I just want to just because a lot of people ask me this and so I think that'd be interesting because I don't get nervous before games but I just think that's just me. Like, I never have, never, like, that's just me. So, like, do y'all actually get anxious or nervous? Or, like, like obviously, Jaron, you just said you, like, a little anxious, a little nervous. I don't know if that was just, like, a one-time deal or if that's, like, every game. 
because I remember Creed, Creed said he used to throw up before every game, man. We used to see, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And George, George throws up before every game too. And it's not like a, like he just got to get that out the way. And then like, he's not nervous after that. So I just, I'm interested to see how different people go about it. I, I'd be nervous. I get super nervous. Like night before, I like when we put like the hype videos, or, like when a coach starts talking, like, especially like, when we wake up that day and coach has to talk, like I can't even like look at him. Like I just got to be like eyes closed <laughs> and just like, like literally just thinking about it. Like I can't, like I just, I'd be like so anxious, ready to go. And, uh, but that's like every single game. I, I just can't help it. Mm. Okay. Hey, wait, wait. Speaking of the night before that, we'll move into the game here in a second. So Danny, you saw what it was like to have link. All right. What would is, what is, what is Venables like the night before game? and moving into a game compared to how Lincoln was. Cause Link was always very, you know, chill. Like he, he's going to talk to the whole team as if it was a normal conversation between him and another player. He lets other people talk. He doesn't very, he doesn't really say very much. He has like what, three or four points and then that's it. Yeah. So is, is Venables, how, how is he, what is he like? He's Different. the polar opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, on like Fridays, like we we do game prep and like it's you know for the offense it's like a chill walk through. Like you all just doing your thing, and for the defense, like we're on like we're in cleats going full speed. Like oh this, yeah, it's, it's got to look like a game. Like sweating, trenched in Co- sweat. Coach yeah, it's hilarious. Where, like, it's where like, are y'all doing walkthroughs at? You look over at one side, it's like game field. in the stadium, and like the offense, is like sunshine, and rainbows. Oh, okay. You look over at the defense, and we're going at it. Like it's got to be perfect right <laughs> before the game. Yeah. It's it's Coach V's last chance to you know get those like you sneaking know those in. perfect reps you know that but and I mean it doesn't matter for you know it really is important to, especially for a defense to have that like type of sense of urgency because you know you practice yeah. play yeah and that's actually hilarious because that happened last year where like the uh, uh, Stutz is talking about like defense would be on that side they come out so Friday before when we have our walkthrough before we go to the hotel and get changed and everything defense is over there like cleats on like sprinting around, et cetera, et cetera. And then we over there on the offensive side, we're just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Make sure we're good on, like, who we're going to, our technique, fitting up, you know what I'm saying? We're just, okay, make sure we're all perfect on everything. They're all, <laughs> <It's hilarious. laughs> even when we go to, like, uh, like the little call-out period, you know, the special teams call-out where we yeah. bring people up and then he's like, all right, you know, studs down, you know, jaring in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, the defensive guys be like, uh, stuff's down. Sure it is. Yeah, we sprint. <laughs> like, jogging. Like when field goal is out there, like the the line would be like just jogging, and then when it's defense up, like we are running, yelling, like oh, who's so down, funny. who's coming in. Just different different sense of urgency. That's always that's always how it is, though. I don't know yeah. why that is universal. Because even when we do walkthroughs up here, bro, defense is always on like. On another level, the coach is like, "Hey, man, walk through and walk through." We like yeah. walk through is a walk through. Hey, wait, we're, let's we're let's talk about that right. real quick. Let's talk about that real quick. Because one thing I like about our podcast is we don't really focus. We 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 break down football to the the basic viewer, right? So for those of our fans who don't know, Danny, describe to us what a typical corner is like. So first, I'll, I'll start off with the linemen. Our offensive linemen are typically chill. They like to eat. Don't typically cause no problems unless you they're like funny. Yeah, they're they're funny. They joke all the time. 
Um, and they only get mad if you like mess with their quarterback, right? Running backs, they typically they're not always the brightest in the bunch, but they they just work hard. They're workhorses. That's it. Um, yeah, offensive linemen, pretty boys. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty Sometimes. boys. Like, think Eric Gray. Go to Eric Gray's Instagram. You see how Eric is. Go to Trey Sermon. You see how he is. Go see Joe Mixon. You see how he is. The anomalies that we've had recently are like Samaje and Kennedy. They're like reserved. Yeah. You know, tight ends are typically the smarter of uh, the everyone besides the quarterback. Uh, we're we're a blended character of everything. You know. Um, Danny, Jaron, y'all got the defensive guys. All right. Well, linebackers, you know, especially with Coach V, typical meatheads, you know, dudes that just don't just run in there and fit a gap. You know, you, you tell them they got the A gap, you know, they're head down blazing. Um, let's see. <laughs> I, Jaron, I think you got the rest. I feel like you can describe it a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, obviously everybody has their stereotypes and there's also some outliers. You know, <laughs> but one, one thing that I, that, that this made me think of is how Jay Valaya is with his corners. I mean, he has got them like programmed as if they were like, if you know, like an iRobot, how they're all standing straight and like they all say the same command at the same time. Like that's how Coach Valaya is with his corners. So, like he'll he'll be up in the meetings. You know, how, you know, how Coach Valaya is, he's he's super you know theatrical, making a lot of a lot of movements. Yeah. And, noises. and he he always has he, he speaks has so sayings. fast. It's insane. He talks super fast. Has all these sayings and. He's gotten to the point where he'll say something, and like as it's coming off his tongue, his corners all in unison just respond. He'll be like pain, and they'll be like whatever they say or something. It's like pain and pressure. He's like he'll scream pain at any random point, and every single corner just on, on a dime, just pressure. Like <laughs> he's, he's got his, his corners just locked in to everything that's going on, and so you know. But but our corners, uh, other other than that, you know, I think we, we got a bunch of like want to be rappers in our group so i don't know i don't know if that's like a universal thing but our, our corners our corners always they're always freestyle and rapping you know yeah and uh defensive linemen uh so i don't know if you want to blend the dts and the dns together but uh you know our our at oklahoma our specific d linemen they are just embodiment of uh coach chavis and so he's he's kind of put his personality into his edge man and he's he's this big theatrical funny guy and you know, he actually has is rubbing off on Coach V as well. You you'll hear Coach V slip slip like a like a bit into his conversations. He'll be like, you gotta you gotta get in that bit. That, that means like <laughs> you'd never expect Coach V to be throwing bits around biz around, but uh, you know, Coach Davis is running out of that and you know, Coach Davis and, and the D lineman, they all got their 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 drip. They'd be getting them shirts and hats and all that stuff. And so, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't really know what, what other specific stereotypes there are, but I'm I'm sure Oh no, you're good. You know it on the head. Hey, speaking of drip, hey Danny, pregame fit, glasses, signatures, smooth. Talk about it. How to happen? Yeah. Where did it come from? Where you get the idea from? Yeah. Well, you know those shades. You know I got them uh, signed earlier, like probably a month or two ago. Kind of when who he signed them? Or, what? Who signed them? I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay. So okay. matter of fact, yeah, I got them signed when the boss, Brian Bosworth, came. And, uh, you know, he shot, like, the video for the pregame. You know, I uh, fanboyed okay. a little bit. Had to get the shade signed. I was, like, just big right in front of the – right on the, you know, right on the lens of them. And I was, like, man, these are too cool, like, not to show off. Like, I had to wear them. Like, come on, let's be real. And it's, oh, like, when you put on, like, those glasses, I feel like, man, like, this is, like – I don't know, it's just a different type of feeling, you know. Like, yeah. this is, like, 
you know, probably one of the best college linebackers of all time, like arguably. And so when, when, you know, you put that on, it's just like, you're like, all right, I'm locked in. Like, this is like, you know, I'm trying to live, live like the boss. And you know, so, you know, is, kind of some drip. This is funny because when we first started this, we always used to talk about dripper drown, like our shoes and stuff like that. And so like, when I saw that, I was like, that is like immaculate. Like that is probably the most innovative drip that I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, come on now. The boss yeah. signature on some Versace glasses, like I yeah, actually, I actually have a question yeah. for, for Jeremiah and Brain here. So, like, as a, as a linebacker, like we look up to a guy like the boss, and having having the boss signature on the glasses is like a really cool thing. Like, who 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 would that be for y'all two? Or like, if you had glasses and, and you know wanted a signature across the flash, like what what would be like the the biggest deal for you? Or what would be just just out of this world? Uh, you know what I mean? Um, oh. I guess more recently, uh, Jermaine Jack or yeah, Jermaine, right? Jermaine Gresham, my fault. Jermaine Jackson, not uh, Jermaine Gresham. Uh, I guess more recently, Jermaine. Uh, I guess Mark is becoming, you know, to that point where you could say Mark is a really great player, and so that would be really cool. Uh, back in the day, we had a really good tight end. I know Sooner fans are going to kill me over this. I'm going to have to search. Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. Hey, yeah, That's I was just about I was to say. Blending. I was blending. I was just Jermaine about to say that. Yep. And Keith's names together. That's who I'm saying. Now, that that's probably who I would go for. I think yeah. that would be really cool. But I'm sitting here Googling the year that uh, Keith Jackson played. I was going to say Keith, too. One, because um, Keith Jackson played in 88. Great tight end. But um, he's an awesome fraternity brother. So great player. Yeah. I know him personally, and and that would be my dude. So him, honestly, he actually just spoke to the team recently. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, did he? Really? Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. When was this? We'll see what it came when we were there. Probably a week or two ago. Like um, during practice, or just like you know, like the fall camps. You have like the speakers. Yeah, he kind of right, came okay. in like end of the end of the fall, end of fall camp. Oh, well, that's cool. That's cool. What do you talk about? You remember? I know I took a ton of notes on it, but uh, it was it was cool because he you know he's talking about how we, how we look up to players like the boss. He was saying how he used to look up to Billy Sims, and uh, he, uh, like whenever he scored a touchdown, he did one of his celebrations. But mm-hmm. uh, and then Josh Norman spoke a little bit about it too because he looked up to Keith too. So it was it's pretty dope to have all these uh you know future uh, past Sooners around you know and then looking looking up to those guys and who they looked up to and just kind of the culture at OU. Yeah. Okay. Everybody has the hey. idol. Did you notice this? Also, speaking of also speaking of drip, Brayden, did you see that the OU football page, like on that post pregame, like tagged the suit company that you guys were wearing? Yeah, uh, Q Clothier. Q uh, Clothing. Clothier. Yeah. So something like that. I, Q Clothier. Yeah. So are they yeah, doing like, like that. a team collective nil deal with the whole team just with the suits? Or like, how does that work? No, nah, just uh, every single year they kind of just get us, uh, you know, custom like custom tailored suits for like, everyone we get to pick out you know what color schemes we want and it's like per like personally designed for each individual player and it's covered by mm-hmm. ou okay all right i was just i saw that and i was like okay maybe i missed that before but moving on into the game we mentioned jaron gets their first your first start um within the first three minutes of the game we're up by two or three touchdowns games moving fast danny first thing i noticed your face mask is there any way we can change that, or you don't like it? Honestly, the back on, bro. I'm not no, a fan, bro. Bro, <laughs> see, no this is the thing offenses understand, bro. Like 
when a defensive player has a visor, it's so much like it's so challenging because like the second you make a tackle, your visor is covered in sweat. So then, like, yeah, you you're like you're like like I understand where you're coming from, but you're acting like we're not tight ends and we're making contact with people. Every I mean, play. yeah, but that's like, why I don't wear a visor because exactly the sweat and the scratches that I have to catch the ball out. So I understand what you're saying, but you don't have to get the ball. You just have to see our body. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like I gotta get a signal from a dude like all the way across the field, uh, and then like, there. and especially yeah. during the night games with with the lights are on, you know, you get the glare, the glare, and then when it's sweat, bro, it's like you can't see anything. And then on the hot that's, days, that's man, fair. Can, that's fair. I'm not during the hot games, like you can hardly see, so uh, yeah. you can hardly breathe. Like it's oh, so it's hot, like it gets like no airflow, and then like, bro, you're like struggling for air. Like, I'll, I'll take a cut hey, to the face okay. a few times before I have to put a visor. Yeah, that's on. fair. Not gonna lie, that's fair. I understand it now. Oh, that's all you had to say. Get the signals from the sidelines. Sometimes mm-hmm. I understand. Hey, yeah. no, I'm still giving them a hard time. So there's no other face mask that you can wear with that helmet. Like it has to be that one, bro. I literally just switched into that. Now it looks so cool. It has like, like the X and like the thing right there. That's, I don't know. It's pretty, pretty, pretty Jaren, badass. Yeah, Jaren, I'm about to give you a hard time because why would you let your brother go out there looking like that? <laughs> Okay, so I mean, I can't really give him a hard time either because I have basically the exact same face mask. So I don't know if I can really have an input on this. I don't know why you, you got to notice his more, but we really just like have the exact same one. He just got like an upper bar on his. We both yeah. have that little egg pattern that looks I don't sweet, know. Maybe it's because office of fan. I think they look sick, but every, to uh, each their own. You know what I'm saying? No, I, maybe you guys are probably a little more old school. Personally. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's kind of a new helmet. It's it's a new thing, you know. The younger guys, it's what it's what, all the, it's what all the cool kids have on. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know you old heads will be wearing your your ridiculous bucket, like you know what nah, I'm saying. Hey, Jay, Jay Hall's used to the helmet with just one bar across. That's all he had. <laughs> hey, He's, you know what's you know. funny though? You know what's funny? <laughs> Back in the day, like y'all probably always had speed places throughout y'all's career. It's like even in high school and stuff like that. Uh huh. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, well, in high school, I remember I had the old school chrome, like freshman mm-hmm. year, old school chrome dome. Like Aging little, you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we are kind of old. Hey. I don't know. Maybe, nah, I think maybe just offensive players got more drip than defense players. Mm. Oh, that's crazy. Nah. Actually, you, y'all probably do, bro, because honestly, like, y'all care so much yep. about your looks and stuff. Like, we're just like, just ready to go out there and just play, especially <laughs> at linebackers. I know the DBs probably care like a lot about their drip. DBs care about but the like, drip. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like, well, we're, yeah. we're stereotype people. DBs care about their, their drip. Receivers. Most hey, I love my receivers. Those are my guys, but they're a little bit pretty boys. Pretty they're a little boys, bit cream sure, yeah. I can't lie. You know they are, but those are my guys. But, yeah, they are definitely pretty. But, but realistically, like, bro, like the helmet that we have on, like, it gets a lot of hate, but it's, like, the most comfortable the helmet I've ever had. Like, it's really, like, formed to your head. Okay. So, like, I literally, okay. like, Every I get helmet it. I get, like I put up against, like I put up against a wall, and like I kind of ram into it a little bit to make sure it's like, you know, I can really hit hit something with it, and like that one has the best resistance for sure. Okay, we'll we'll and, leave it up to the fans. Fan, yeah, hey. and back to the drip. You know, honestly, like I used to Comments. really, like, I used to care about it a little bit, and now, like, bro, literally yesterday, I was like, just give me like, I'll look at like give me two armbands, and I'll literally just have like some random stuff on yeah that's when that's when you know you're maturing that's when you know you don't care about anything but like playing well because that was me last year i'm like i really don't just give me a towel Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i might throw on some socks i might not you know what i'm saying i'm not thinking that much until i'm gonna throw something on and go out there and play 
There, yeah. There's always that guy in the locker room that cares way too much about how he looks and yeah, not, like, about, me, not about how he's playing. <laughs> and you don't, you yeah. do not ever want to be that guy. Exactly. They go to the equipment counter like, yeah, can I get seven bands, a headband, an arm sleeve, um, yeah. a towel? Two and towels, please. I hate, yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement with y'all. I don't like that. There's always somebody, yeah. Especially, it's normally a defensive guy too. Always putting on like seven wristbands, putting them on their their legs. Got two two armbands on. In high school, like we were from Texas. Yeah, I, I knew uh, you were bring it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oversaw. Yeah, he had like mm-hmm. yeah bands everywhere. In high school, we weren't allowed to wear sleeves because as a ball carrier, you know, the, the ball would slide oh, on the sleeve, you know. Even when it's like zero degrees outside, I remember we used Vaseline. Well, no, we yep. couldn't even use Vaseline on our arms. We had to put it everywhere but our arms because you don't want the ball to slide, right. you know. Mm. Right. But I remember being like that my freshman year when I first got to OU. I was like, yo, let me get all the gloves. Da, 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 da. And then by the time I graduate, I'm like, I barely have anything. Man, it's all right. Homefield Apparel is a premium collegiate apparel brand based in Indianapolis. They emphasize their commitment to creating incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. They feature a growing collection of over 150 colleges to choose from, including, of course, Oklahoma. Ladies and gentlemen, Homefield designs are super unique because they dove into the architects and history of each school using unique logos, mascots, iconic moments to create thoughtfully designed apparel. They are all about authenticity and nostalgia. It's not the typical Oklahoma gear you usually see. You can find them at homefieldapparel.com where you can see their selection of colleges available. And guess what? Our listeners get 15% off their first order with a discount code PRAIRIE23. That's PRAIRIE23. Uh, It's the perfect apparel to get you ready for the upcoming season, so check them out. Hey, but next thing, um, no more shots on that, Danny. Hey, first drive, I think the announcer said it. We had seven points in 79 seconds. OG, B. Willie, what do you think about the offense on the first drive? Man, offense looked great. You, you got a, you know, a shot down, you know, deep, deep ball. DG looked great. He looked surgical, man. Uh, I saw a lot of people criticizing the deep ball. Bro, he had two deep defensive uh, pass interferences. And, like, throughout the game, I'm talking about, not the first mm-hmm. drive. Yeah. Like, I thought he threw the ball well. I thought he was surgical. I thought he was decisive. Uh, the old line looked great. Uh, receivers looked really good. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think that was the biggest takeaway. Obviously, the running backs did well. I think Tawi ran really well. I know how – like, I know the running backs that we have, so I wasn't that surprised by yeah. Tawi running the way he was and Marcus and everything like that. But, man, the receivers – all across the board look great. That's actually one thing I have highlighted right here in my notes. I'm sitting here looking at them. Receivers effort is, is what I put down. Stood out the entire game, much like how you said. I expected Tyree to run hard. I expected, you know, DG to make the throws. It's like his fourth year in the system. But you saw the receivers blocking downfield every run play, every pa- every pass play block, whether the ball came to him or not. And we both know that's the difference between a good offense in an elite offense. You know, yes, we know our Oklahoma running backs can get four, five, six yards on a carrier pop as long as the offensive line does their job. But where the breakaway plays happen, where the breakaway plays happen, they come from the receiver's effort, you know, the backside effort, you know, especially to get the play going, the front side effort from the receivers. That stood out. Um, Andrew, am I saying his first name, Mike? Anthony? 
Yeah. Andrew Anthony, A squared. That boy can fly, yeah. huh? No, he can run. Hey, all I got to say, bro, I was hyping up the receivers, man. Like, before that, hey, before that, they were kind of getting slept on. I said, like, look, our receivers are like that. Like, you we got to do that across the board. Yeah. I, I agree, man. We got depth, man. Like, you see, like, for example, our slot, bro. Our slot, our slot, crazy depth. You got uh, Drake started. You got G Freaky behind him. And then behind him, you got uh, Petaway, right? Mm-hmm. Jaquez, I want to say that's his name. I'm saying yep, that right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All of them guys are great, man. And then, like on the outside, you got, I mean, like you said, Andrell, you got uh, Jake Gibb played great. Uh, mm-hmm. LB did his thing, you know what I'm saying? You got uh, Jalil. Like, I mean, like you just got so much receiver depth. And I think, like you said, they play with great effort. They make plays, I think. Oh, I don't even know. Uh, Nick, Nick played great too. Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson, yeah, Nick right, he had two great. crazy yeah. catches. That's what I'm saying. Jay Gibb played great. I, I think the receivers freaky. so much that they, they just play well. So I mean, I'm happy with how the offense looked. They looked efficient. They made the plays that were given to them. Like y'all say, like BV says, they made the layups. So uh, yeah, I have no complaints. One thing, um, staying on the offense real quick before we transition. One thing I did like about the play calling, the play calling, as, as we know, Brady, it was, it was very basic play calling, but the um, execution of the play calling was phenomenal in terms of, okay, we're, we're running inside zone. Okay, now we're running inside zone and we're giving a, a quick pass to Drake. Okay, still positive receiver effort okay now we're gonna fake the inside zone and roll okay we're gonna line up run inside zone in another formation no matter how you got to the quote-unquote basic plays that they were running the execution was still was still good i don't think we saw very many penalties on the offense um unless i missed any i'm slacking i should have had that pulled up but there was one um, hold on uh one hold they called yeah. back a touchdown. There was uh there was one on uh it was TG, wasn't it? It was Caden Green. Oh, it was Caden? Mm-hmm. It was late in the game though. Yeah. I think Marcus okay. Major ran one in on the right side and then uh, they had the holding called it back. I think we kicked a field goal that drive. We actually okay, were okay. first we scored on the first eleven drives. <laughs> yeah. 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 Forgive me. I was probably watching the Colorado versus TCU game <laughs> at that by point. Then. Yeah, but, hey, but, we gotta um, bring it back. Hey, the sec, hey, special teams. We have not had a punt return touchdown since like 2016. Oh, that was so refreshing. Bro. Yeah, what? That felt oh, good man, to see. That was great. Hey, when Gavin gets that ball in his hand, bro, he honestly on another punt when he like kind of muffed it. I thought he was about to take it back again. Oh, I would not have been surprised. Yeah, I thought he was too, bro. I thought he was too, bro. Bad G Freaky with the ball in his hand. Mm. Hey, all right, but that something that happened on that play. So. Peyton Bowen on that first punt <laughs> took the kid, one of the kids, took him into our sideline, like near the yeah. defensive benches, and like all the way in blocking this dude. And like the dude's in the sideline, just like kind of standing there. He, like, Peyton is still holding this dude. And we're all like trapped, you know, you, you're, you're talking some smack. Like the dude's on the sideline. Yeah. We're, stuff is getting said. And, but wow. the play is still going on. Like, you know, like, the play is still going on. Peyton, we're holding, holding this dude. The guy realized the like Gavin's running towards him on the on our sideline. He comes back onto the field. Peyton is still blocking him. Peyton like lets off, 
Gavin then just jukes the mess out of this kid and he falls <laughs> and like and then scores. So to be that player, bro, like from I the did. start of the rep, you got pushed onto the sideline. The whole it's team is abusing you, like calling you some crazy stuff. You get back on the field, get your ankles taken. Like there's no recovering from that. That's a tough down. Hey. That's that's, that's tough. tough. Did you guys see the the short clip? I think it was ESPN or Fox or something, but they show the head coach just like crying. On his knees, man. And yeah, I, I was talking about that earlier. Like, you know, for me, because like last year they played Ohio State, and um, you know they've actually played them pretty hard. Like, if you watch that game, it was close. Like till late in the third quarter, like they went back and forth. Like they actually executed pretty well. And so, like you know, when you when you have to take those games, you know, because they, they pay you a good amount of money, and like you know, you you go into it and you're able to watch. And like, all right, look, like we we actually did some stuff pretty well on film. Like you get some stuff out of it. But I think, you know, when you're a coach and you spent, you know, eight months from last season, you know, preparing for, you know, week one to see where you're at. And right out the gate, it's 28 nothing. Like, yeah, let's throw. And then they're on you. Every, like, you don't have a stop till 12 drives. Like, your your offense is three and out after three and out. Missed two field goals on special teams. They were actually the number one special team unit in the country last year. Mm-hmm. Like, out of all, all schools. And so to come out there. On punt, first off, they they pooched at the first one, so you're already losing like five yards. They let off a punt return touchdown, missed two field goals, like didn't really have anything in the yeah. game. So to think like even the things that they were good at, like was just kind of abysmal as a coach. That I know that that that's painful, man. Everything you worked for and like kind of just yeah. like dang, like back to the drawing board. So I mean, I kind of see where he's coming from. Yeah, it wasn't even stuff that you guys did. It was things that they could control and just butchered a little bit. I feel yeah. – I'm not going to lie. I feel bad for them. Like, I started – I mean, I didn't. I don't oh, care how bad I'll be everybody. I beat the mess out of everybody, man. I get such a joy watching it, especially <laughs> for how, like, last year ended for me. Beat the mess out of everybody. I don't care what y'all do. Everybody, like, at the party last night, everybody's like, man, 73-0? Like, y'all couldn't call the dogs off? No. <laughs> no. That's that's one thing I've been I've been hearing a lot, too, is, like, people were, like, honest about, like, running the score up against FBS, FCS schools, FBS schools. It's like, we we rolled in 87 guys. Yeah, freshmen. Like, we yeah, we freshmen had freshmen in here playing and dominating still. You know, you got Arnold, which, which obviously he's, he's a great talent. But you, got, you got our backup quarterback in here just – Left and right, and throwing dimes, eight for eight, pouring a will. You know what I mean? Like, we're we're yeah. rolling our we're rolling our guys in, and still just you got fresh running, up and running backs field. gaining ten yards a carry. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, how much can you call the dogs off even more? Yeah, like, what what else is there to call off? You know? Yeah, like yeah, a lot of our calls, you know, we're kind of disgu- like everything we disguise everything because you know, especially like going against our offense, like the receivers have so much flexibility within their route. Like everything's really? an option route against our offense. So, you oh know, yeah. As, as defense, obviously, we have to adapt. You know, Coach Venable's defense is kind of like it's all about the disguise. So we're either showing man or showing like a quarters is what we because that's what like we run a lot of. So especially with all these unique blitzes, you really can't you know you don't want to tip anything off. So honestly, the you know, safeties aren't moving, corners aren't moving until the snap of the ball, and then then we get into our actual look. And I think you know as a quarterback, you know even the receivers, you know initially you get inside leverage. You know, last second the guy steps outside. You know, it, it kind of changes their whole game plan up because you know, you know, you guys know the second you know a guy's lined up on you, you you start to formulate your entire plan. How I'm gonna attack this dude? How I'm gonna attack his leverage so I can get open? 
So when you move right. last second and then the safety, when you thought you had no help, there was no help inside and the safety comes right down, you know, it, it kind of changes how, how the offense is going to play the things. You know, the quarterback messes up his reads. And that's just something. Oh, yeah. So if the quarterback can hold the ball for even a second longer because we disguised our look, then the blitz is going to hit home. And that's just kind of how yeah. it works off of. Like to go more in depth on that, you know, what Danny's talking about, because like the average fan, what what does that mean to the average fan? So to the average fan, I'm telling you that what Danny is saying is when you see a certain look. So, yes, as an offensive player, you have to know your play. You have to know your route and like the depth and, you know, all this other stuff, the concept, everything. Right. But then not only do you have to know that when you get out on the field, if you're a really savvy player, you start to recognize looks, coverages, okay? They're, you know, they're playing man, okay? They're in quarters. That's only through film study that you get to know what the defense is doing. That allows you to anticipate what they're going to do, find holes, find windows, et cetera, right? But when the defense is disguising stuff, sometimes that can throw you off because the look that you saw or that you thought you saw changes on the, as soon as the ball snaps. So you thought, okay, Maybe you thought it was cover three. You're like, okay, I'm going to sit in this zone right here. I'm going to run these seams and try to put the safety in the bind. And then next thing you know, the guy's running with you. It's actually, man, you can't run the same route that you're going to run versus three against men. So that's what we're that's what we're saying. It really puts offensive guys in the bind to, like, not be able to formulate a plan before the snap happens because that's what guys are doing. You, If you watch, especially guys in the league or guys in college, when guys go up, receivers go up to the line of scrimmage, they are just always just staring at the ball. Sometimes if they're savvy players, like everybody go look at Drake. Drake, when he gets to the line of scrimmage, Drake is going to look at everything. Drake, you're going to see his head go like this. And he's going to look at everything, making sure he knows what the look is. So that's a great thing. And, uh, I mean, like I said, y'all look good. I, I'm Defensive line look great. You know, if you're an older guy, you're very savvy. You know looks. You know how. Even if they do disguise something, they change this. You know how to react to it fast. Well, there's always young guys that are very talented. But when they get on the field, stuff like that happens so fast that you don't have that time to react. And if you don't have that time to react at this level, it's over. So, yeah, that's one thing that I feel like most, you know, your typical fan, like watching a football game, they don't really understand what's going on, what the process is, you know, before the plays even started. You know, these NFL Whoa. guys, and I'm sure, sure Braden knows, like. A lot of the game happens before the ball's even snapped, and whether it's anticipating or, or getting looks or receivers reading coverages or, you know, as, as a defensive guy reading formation and, you know, looking if a tight end's looking in here, he's probably going to he's probably gonna swap across or trade, jump shift motion, you know what I mean? Like a, a lot of people don't realize how, you know, how mental this stuff is and how what goes into an actual football play, you know, before the snap even happens. So that's that's something that, that I, that I want to bring yeah. up. That's what I love that BV does for y'all is that he already – he what a lot of guys have to adjust to in the NFL is something that y'all won't have to because you're already looking at that that detailed stuff. So like like at the NFL level, yeah, they're running the NFL defense. So like at the NFL level, like you said, Jaron, like almost ninety five percent of like stuff that happens on the field is happening before the snap. So like I can see you. I go up to the line of scrimmage. I'm reading their front over under jam. You know whatever. I'm looking at the linebackers. I'm looking at safety. I can tell when the blitz is coming. I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at the coverage, everything. Like I could tell if a guy's going to hit crush that C gap just based off his stance. Now, obviously, y'all can too, like you just said. If there's a tight end and he lines up and he keeps on, he's about to cross it. 
Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for a linebacker or like if the if a safety's blitzing. If I see that safety, he's down and he's pressed, I'm like, yeah, they normally don't do that. And then they have another safety kind of coming over to, you know what I'm saying? He has his eye, like he keeps on peeking his eye. Oh, yeah. I'm about to set out to him because I know he's coming. That's a lot of stuff that people don't know. But yeah. The, the chess match aspect of it. And to go back to the USC thing, I know we kind of started on there, but in terms of defense, like the biggest difference, like it's just how Coach Venables like really processes things. Like, Bro, it's like it's like third and it's like third and twelve or something, and like they just call a timeout, whatever. So it's like you know media, and like Coach V doesn't say a word. He's just thinking. Like he's like, it just gets so quiet. He, just, he hit like, with one of these, and like the young guys are like, bro, what does he do? I'm like, just let him cook. Like literally, just trust trust what he's about to do. Let him cook. Like, literally, he's literally like in his mind, bro. He's processing like a, it's like kind of the end game like clip where like Doctor Strange is just like going through every single possible like outcome of the situation like that's what coach v does and like he's like all right here's what they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna run the halfback slip so so then he'll like he'll he literally goes like all right watch for the halfback screen and he's like all right and then he goes all right we're gonna go he you know says a stunt that's perfect for the for the for the nose guard to read out the screen and then he tells right. the guys back up and then come down and play the screen and then you you watch the clip it's literally the halfback screen our nose guard runs the stunt perfectly to take him right to the running back. And it's like Look. that. And it's like, bro, like the fact that he's just able to like think about, know the situation, know everything and know the perfect call to place in the perfect situation to play mm-hmm. the play. Like it's, it's just next level stuff from him. That's like kind of just the game changer. And then it's like that every single day at practice, you know, always giving us like nuggets of information, like mm-hmm. what, what formation, what personnel they're in, like what we're going to see. And so like, it's, you know, we practice like the. It's like we practice the play so many times in practice. Like we see it on the field. It's like all right, this is literally the swap boot. And then, unfortunately, we had one of those. Me and Jaren both busted on it. Like it's like we saw yeah. the play a times. We still mess it up, and and so it was like, dang. We walk. We we're on the sideline. Like we literally just go, coach. And that was on that we we messed it up. And he was so mad. But we took ownership of it. Like mm-hmm. we you know then on play. But that's just how it is. Yeah. Like in those in those critical moments, he'll literally like he'll be quiet for like a, <laughs> he'll be quiet. He'll take, for a he'll take the whole time out. He'll take the whole time out, and, and just, he'll just think of like the perfect calls and like what they're gonna run. And it's it's so he's crazy. replaying he's every single game, every single third down he's ever been in is going through his head right now. He's <laughs> he's thinking of the game plan. His, his memory like, is actually insane. He'll like he'll tell like uh, Coach Brewer, the guy who like runs the film, like he'll think like, oh man, pull up that clip clip from 2014 against Ohio State. I think it was Play the 45. second quarter. We ran that call perfectly, and then like we'll we'll have the clip of the next like five minutes of like the at the play and how it was ran perfectly to show us of what it looks like mm-hmm. at Clemson. He, he did. Link Link could do that too. Yeah, Link Link is really good at that too. I think that's a coordinator thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Like if you're really good at your craft, I think that you could do that because he did the same thing. But I know what you mean because like like BB like when we used to be at practice, bro. Like sometimes we'd be like, are they reading our scripts? Because like VV always played it perfectly, you know what I'm saying? So, but let, we'll just move it on to the uh, like the defense and how y'all how I thought y'all looked in as a whole. I thought the D line y'all looked good. I mean, I think um, uh, Arkansas State. I think they had what like two yards of carry or something like that. Like well, honestly, very they, minimal I or think less than that. that first half, like. 
I love when teams run the ball, especially when teams do like gap scheme. Cause that's when I can really like make plays, you know, cause then there's, yeah. like, there's those hidden like pockets. I can just slip through and make plays, but they I ran, saw like, exactly one that you like a, a perfect example of that. I wish we could pull it up, but I saw literally the run outside of the zone. You just are like a gap scheme. You fly down the gap and make the play. Like I, like it's, I can see it in my head right now. Yeah. But that team ran like probably like five run plays the entire first half. Yeah. And, like, you look at like the like the stats. Like no one had any tackles because it was all like passing. So it was either like an incompletion or like yeah. maybe a corner got a, a play here and there. But it was like we only played fifty snaps on defense, which is like kind of like insane really? you know, for a whole game. Like the whole entire defense only played fifty snaps, which is insane. Yeah, Jay. Mm-hmm. I think we me, have me and Danny played like as many. Yeah, well, I think we almost had as many first downs as they had plays. Yeah, we. We get more reps in a pre-practice walkthrough on like a mental Monday. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that that yeah, I was gonna say that's a nice, easy, breezy little. I yeah. mean, like like Danny said, <laughs> yeah, pre-practice say, walkthrough. I mean, our our Friday <laughs> our Friday walkthrough, we probably did more reps than that. So it's like, oh sure. no doubt. All right, ladies and gentlemen, around the world in college football, first game we're looking at. Uh, Utah versus Florida. Honestly, I thought Utah might lose this one, but the they look clear. And uh, what did you say? You all saw the dude, Ford player, posted Little Ass Stadium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then and for moved. our fans, we they aren't pressing. He literally said Little Ass. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I – I don't know what you're talking about, Zay Hall. I knew Utah was going to win that. It was a close game last year, and uh, Utah was returning a lot of its players. So I didn't even think about that. Hey, next game we got up um, the Shorthorns, as Braden says. Yeah, the Shorthorns. They looked uh, less than impressive uh, against the Rice Owls. Uh, their defense looked okay. I mean – when you're playing, you know, when you're playing a smaller school like that, I would expect you, you know, to have a D line that, you know, plays really well or whatever. Offense didn't look that good, man. I mean, they got talent everywhere, but they just didn't look that impressive to me. I can finally mm-hmm. talk best because I don't go to OU anymore. So uh yeah. Shorthorn's less than impressive. Uh, but yeah. Yep. Danny and Jaron, we're uh y'all gotta stay quiet for that one. Uh North Carolina and South Carolina. I really man, I had all the faith in Beamer. I'm not gonna lie. I did too. Tough day, bro. Tough. Uh, they're and obviously Jaron and Danny, I don't know if y'all okay, yeah. Y'all can too y'all can tap in on this, but exactly. That's what I was gonna say, bro. Their O line looked horrendous during that game. Like I don't know if North Carolina's D line is just really that, but like they looked bad. Spencer got sacked nine times, negative two rushing yeah. yards. Like it, it like Spencer actually had a decent game for the I was protection. About to say, Spencer yeah. went thirty for thirty nine, three hundred fifty three yards, and a few of those, I think, a couple of those were drops too. Yeah. So really, yeah. you're looking at thirty three, thirty four for thirty nine, and uh, May UNC's quarterback he had two interceptions. So I'm like, man, they got turnovers. Spencer took care of the ball, did nothing wrong. So I kind of. I hope they get back on uh well not back, but I hope they get on a positive Yeah, trajectory. Yeah. yeah. Like they're it's defense. just our old line. Like their defense then it looked terrible, but like when your offense is going I mean defense y'all can attest to this, right? When you're 
when your offense is in a slump and they're going like three and out and the defense has to get on the field and get on the field and get on the field, like that that's puts more pressure on y'all because y'all are playing a lot of snaps. Like it's like a, almost like a a uh, like pressure, you know, like bust pipes type of thing. Like eventually like something's going to break, you know. Cumulative so, effect, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, hopefully they can, yeah, turn that in the right direction. Complimentary football. All right, the one that, you know, I tuned in for yesterday going back and forth between OU and uh, Arkansas State. TCU and Colorado. What a great game. Boy, what a game. Yeah. I mean, obviously, y'all probably saw the highlights, Darren and Danny, but, I mean, y'all didn't see the full thing, bro. Great game. Uh, TCU, they don't look they don't look bad at all. Uh, they got players. I will say that at the beginning of the game, that game kind of looked a little sloppy to me, but then yeah. it started getting better as it, it went on. It that's to be expected. That's the first, you know, first game. If you're playing a good opponent, you know, kind of sometimes it shakes out like that. But I will say this. I heard all this all this hype going about Travis Hunter uh going into the season, right? And I'm one to like when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, man, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm always the guy that I give props when props are due. And like, but I could call BS if I sense BS, right? All right. I call it BS at first because I'm hearing people talk about his IQ levels higher than his years and this and that and how he's claiming himself as Heisman. After that game, I can attest that <laughs> kid is legit. I give props when props is due. There was a um a mesh slant with a rail concept. Y'all know us defenders how hard that is for a linebacker to get out to cover that rail, especially when it's late too. So, uh, like, there was a, there was, and everybody knows what play I'm talking about was his interception. Yep. He bumped a, he bumped a slant off to the next guy and read, and like baited the quarterback Chandler to throw that and when it picked it, like, I was like, oh my God, like that was a, like, that's as good of a, good of a defensive play as you'll see on Saturday. So bro, and bro, and he had they also had four receivers with hundred yards. He Ooh. had hundred yards receiving. That's Ooh. insane just to begin with, you know, going both ways like that. PBUs, couple tackles, interception, ten receptions, a hundred and I want to say like nineteen yards, thirteen yards, something like that, receiving. Uh played over a hundred and ten snaps in a hundred degree weather. Boys is legit. That's all. And their quarterback too, Shador. Yeah, yeah he went off. Front stupid. Five hundred yards and it. Like it looks. His stats look great, right? But if you really watch the the game, you'll see that the throws were yeah. beautiful. Like he was putting it where it needed to be put. So like he's a he's an NFL quarterback for sure. And he's only what a sophomore, junior. Oh, uh, what is he? I'm actually not sure. I'm not sure, but he looked great. The team looked great. Shout out to Dion because, you know, like there's a lot of like question marks going into the season, how they were going to shake out, but they look good, man. They got a they got a lot of young talent. Like mm-hmm. they look good. If you look at the win probability on that game on ESPN, it starts out TCU 87.8%. Beginning of the game. Right? And no, higher than that, 90%. Like it was supposed to be a total blowout. And it doesn't even get to all the way TCU's expected to win the game until, what, the fourth quarter? With six minutes left in the fourth quarter, in the in the fourth quarter, TCU's still expected to win the game. And then, obviously, Colorado starts coming back, kicks the field goal, and they go on to 
when to get mad. What a game is all I can yeah. say. Yeah. Um, did y'all and see TCU, the highlight? Or TCU fought, you know, they fought back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they they didn't lay down or anything. It was just great effort by Colorado. Sheesh. My siblings, they actually texted me. They were like, how special do you think it is to be able to play on both sides of the ball at that level? And I'm like, it's unheard of to be able to do it well on both sides. You know? Denny, what are you? <laughs> he has the general booty uh, uh, underwear on. I had to make hilarious. sure we all see it real quick. Little, little plug, little plug. How to get a how to get on the pre order list? You know, go get the general booty booty shorts. Okay, repping all. I didn't even know those were. I didn't even know those were a thing. You haven't you seen, seen the video, Instagram? bro. No, what? I saw the shirts. I knew there were shirts. I saw the shirt, and I'm like, okay, the, no. the booty. But I didn't. I, see. I'm gonna send it to you after this. This is gonna There's be hilarious. Your reaction. No, it's a, yeah. The it's, video is pretty it's, good. It's like the reveal. Bro. Yeah, you're gonna like it. You're gonna like. Forgive me for being out of the know. All I do is study half the day, so I'm there. Okay, well, great plug. We got to make sure we tag him on that. Um, and if we do tag him, he has no choice but to get on the bus. Then we lose Jay again. Anyways, uh, yeah, they were great. They were great. Uh, you know, supporting our guys. Uh, shout, I just want to shout our two young linebackers here. Well, not so young anymore, I guess, but. Uh, our two linebackers, y'all play great, man. Just uh, keep it going. Make sure, you know, like I said, the leadership looked like it was great on the sideline, looked like it was great out there. Just keep it going, man. I'm proud of y'all, man. I, I really like seeing, like, stuff like that. So I'm not going to ever tell y'all to call the dogs out. So keep on going. Hey, I'll give a uh, give a shout-out, you know, Anyone who made it this far, it's kind of a longer episode. Really appreciate you guys for sticking around. We love the support from the fans. And, uh, you know, I probably my, – my guy, Barry Mortis, you know, he's actually my financial guy. But he actually a uh, big fan. He's always watching. So you, I said financial and Jay Hall Yeah, he ain't like that. But uh, you That's know, big funny. fan, always support me, always text me. That's my guy. Oh, Jared, any shout outs? No. Kind of piggybacking off what Danny just said. Just want to shout out to Sooner Nation, you know, especially those of you who made it all the way through this podcast and all the way through the, the heat and the game on Saturday. You know, appreciate you guys. You know, we, we can't do what we do without you guys. And we just appreciate your support. And, uh, you know, shout out to Sooner Nation and the, the very loyal listeners of this podcast and, and, and loyal fans of the football team. Appreciate you guys. Well, Sooner Nation, uh, Jay Hall is having technical difficulties, so I'll wrap it up. Thank y'all for tuning in. We will see y'all next week for a preview of SMU. And uh, until then, deuces.